Hi everyone, welcome to Here If You Need, thanks to Deakin University, a beautiful day here in Melbourne. Not sure what it's like up north, we're going to find out um, thanks to our special guest who will join us very, very shortly. But first I want to say hello to our very own Sherelle McMahon. Hi Shaz. Hi, how are you going Stanners? Going pretty well, sorry I missed you last week, I, I just got a little bit tied up at work. Yes, that was okay, we managed, only just, but we did manage. You dominated, I hear. Big numbers as well, tuning in to, to see you and a former Vixen in action. 28-goal um, win for the Vixens at the weekend. Geez, things are just moving along nicely. Well, it was very impressive, wasn't it? The girls were uh, really strong right from the start of the game, and I know that that is something that we've been um, talking about, wanting to have that consistency and ability to push out through the whole game. So... Um, it was was great. Uh, I thought that there was a lot of really great positives. Um, obviously, I do a lot of work with the goalie end, and I thought that they were doing a very nice job. I think that they're, you know, this new two point rule that everyone's talking about. I think they're managing that really well mm. on when to take that shot or when just to tick the one point shot over. I think that they've got a nice balance of that happening, which is which is really good. Let's give our defenders some credit because one. Who's going to join us this morning? Do you want to one introduce is, her? Yes, one is going to join us. The, the defence, well, you know, a lot is spoken about uh, the tactics around the new rules uh, with the two-point shot from an attacking perspective. And well, maybe we'll get a little bit of insight from a defensive perspective as well because we have uh, Vixen who has started uh, the season on fire, actually, uh, mm. in the Team of the Week in Round 1 doing some great things. It's Kate Eddy. Kate, hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, it's nice and we're kind of trying to take a peek out uh, that window that you've got behind you. Uh, it does look like some nice weather up there in Queensland. Yes, it actually um, it is a sunny, nice day today, but we're in the city. So when I go for a walk, I am normally in a jumper and long pants. Talk to us a little bit, as we mentioned before, you started the season on fire, the first game uh, up against the Magpies. You were named in the team of the week after getting your hands on a lot of ball. Um, the role that you're playing, we saw you at, in, at the start of the game in wing defence and move across to that goal defence uh, position. How does that go for you? Because I know a lot of people listening would be asked by their coach to play those different positions. How do you get your head around being able to cover those two, which are quite different? Yeah, I think um, a lot of, like, time has been spent on me trying to learn the wing defence position. I think growing up I did play a lot of goal defence, goalkeeper. They were my main positions. And it wasn't until maybe, like, three years, three, four years ago I kind of transitioned into a wing, wing defence. And I think um, this pre-season I did learn a lot and really tried to, I guess... Um, fine-tune my skills in wing defence but I think the transition for me from wing defence to goal defence I find a lot easier um, than I guess some others would because I guess I grew up playing goal defence so that for me is like comfortable like goal defence is more comfortable and I feel more natural playing there so when I did get to play into goal defence um, it was kind of just like a bit of fun for me and um, yeah but I do love wing defence it's lot more challenging I find wing attacks are half my size generally and you know like they're so much quicker than me so I think um, for me uh, wing attacks and goal attacks they play different roles so it's me just I guess sticking to my strengths and 
doesn't really matter what position I'm I'm in. I just kind of have to roll with that and stick to my strengths instead of worrying too much about who I'm playing against. And that's the follow-up question I was going to ask, Kate. It's more so wherever the coach wants to play me. Is that fair to say? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I am so grateful to be playing netball. So anywhere I'm needed, like I'm just happy to you know, be put anywhere and play my role if I need to do that. So, yeah. Watching from Melbourne at the weekend, that second um, quarter was particularly impressive. Um, did you feel that was when it all clicked for you and, and the girls? Well, I think we always knew Firebirds were going to come out, um, you know, like hard and strong because they did start so well the week before as well. So we knew that and any team in this competition is you know, like they're pretty strong and pretty amazing. So you can never underestimate your opponents or anything like that. So for us, it was just trying to wear them down. And I think all of our work in the first quarter to try and wear them down. And um, we did talk about in the first quarter to go for the ball as defenders more and try and contest because we thought in the first quarter they kind of were like allowed a bit more of a run. So I think after the first quarter, we just kind of went back to us and contesting and things like that. And then that's how I guess we got so much ball and shooters were on fire. They can just shoot all the time. <laughs> it's perfect. I love all of our three goals. They can shoot from anywhere. So it kind of makes when we do get a turnover to, I guess, send it down the other end, you don't really have a doubt in your mind that they're going to shoot it and finish off with, you know, one point. It's great. Sherelle, Sh- just quickly, because I know that we spoke um, pre-season in our pre-show about the two-point shot and you and I both being, I guess you could say traditionalists. We sat back and we, we did have one or two questions. How do you feel now? Because I'm, I think I've done a full 360. Have you? Really? Yeah. I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I can't wait for the five-minute hooter to go off <laughs> until we can start sinking some two shots. And by the way, it's very distracting, that hooter. Is it distracting, Kate? Very loud. This is saying the other day, I think we were just watching a match on the telly and she's like, she turned around and was like, I don't even hear that. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Like, please. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I can definitely hear it. And I think as well, like, I like watching the clock run down. So when it comes <laughs> to, okay, like five minutes to go. And it's funny because the intensity kind of ramps up then as well as like defenders because you know, normally as a goal defence or a goalkeeper, if your goaler gets the ball at the edge of the circle, like that's a win. Whereas now if the, your goaler gets the ball anywhere in the circle, they're going to turn and shoot it because it's worth more. Mm. So it's like, yeah, but the horns definitely, I hear it, but if you ask, <laughs> it definitely doesn't hear <laughs> so from a defensive perspective then, Kate, um, you, you say you're kind of waiting for it. Does it change what you're trying to do? Are you trying to push the goaler in a, in a different area? Because we're so used to pushing them away from the post and suddenly you kind of don't necessarily want to do that. Does it change your approach? Well, I think there was a moment in the first game against the Firebirds when I went into goal defence. Emily and I were like, defending the um I think it was Anaya at the time both of us were just defending her and Emma was all alone at the post and it was so because normally you wouldn't do that at all and it was just like it was strange because you're going the opposite of everything that you've ever kind of worked on growing up and as a defender you want to keep them away from the post but we just abandoned the post and like two on one right at the edge of the circle which was it was a bit weird but I think 
as the games go on, everyone will get used to that and adapt to it. And I think um, Joey and Em and Katie, um, they and even Jackie as well, have really adapted to everything. Like, I guess the small tap come into it every week um, and every team plays it differently. So, yeah. Yeah, we, and you mentioned um, Jackie. It, we've had a couple of uh, new faces come on. Jackie's done a really good job and Taylor Honey made her, well, kind of official debut uh, really with the team on the weekend. Um, uh, how has that been with the different changes? I mean, probably traditionally the fans of the Vixens um, have noticed that we don't always make a lot of changes, um, but that has seemed to be a real shift this year. Uh, we're trying to, to rotate those through with the um, the load of the games that are coming up. How is everyone kind of coping coming on and off the court? Well, it's so fun. I turn around and I've got Jackie standing next to me and not Joe. So sometimes it's like... <laughs> for me, like watching the ball down the court and then Joe's obviously snuck off behind me and Jackie's come on or something like that. But it's pretty cool and I think everyone who has had to sub on has done such an amazing job and I think we worked hard um, in trainings and talking about it and things like that, um, just going on and doing your job and not having to worry about 500 things, just have one thing to concentrate on and come on. And I think everyone's done really well and haven't really like had fades or anything like that coming in it's been pretty smooth sailing when someone has come onto the court so it is kind of funny um and as a wing defense as well, like turning around and seeing a different wing attack on me I'm like oh okay like I've got to mm-hmm. check thought process who I'm playing against and okay they throw with this hand and this is what they do and things like that but I guess we do a lot of PA before our game so we do know our oppositions it's just then putting it into action at the same time. So, Cheryl, how, give us an insight there because um, how would the coach be... That, that traffic, that must make things just completely manic. How, how would Simone be... How is she coping with it? You must have spoken to her. Yeah, yeah. No, she's coping really well with it. And um, one of the positives with the change in the assistant coach role is that um, Di Honey, who's up there, um, has had quite a bit of experience with the role in subs through the yeah. A&L time that she's been coaching there. So, you know, I think that um, we as a team have really embraced the rolling sub situation and the extension of the bench too. I think that that's been a real positive for the group. Um, and, you know, I think we've always known and we've always had a really strong bench and, and being able to use and exploit that, I think everyone's coping really well with it. I think the coaches are getting their heads around it and just trying not necessarily to have pre-planned changes but um, just to have in their mind that those changes can happen and being, um, you know, just pulling the trigger really quickly because then you can also pull the trigger back the other way if you need to. Mm. Uh, great point. Hey, before we move on to some questions from our fans, because we have got mountains of them this week, Kate Eddie. So that must um, that must talk to your popularity amongst the fan base. Just a quick one from me. What hub life more generally? We spoke about the weather, but Queensland is now the home of sport. We hate to say it, but it has become the home of sport, and we thank them for all their support in getting the Super Netball season up and running. What's it like, sort of walking the streets? whether it be in Brisbane on a match day or um, where you are now, do you see a whole heap of um, other elite players around? Well, not not so much in Brisbane because I think a lot of the netball teams are actually spread out along the Sunshine Coast near the beach. Yeah. 
And then I think a lot of the football and rugby players are kind of dispersed as well. And everyone's kind of got their own rules. Like we're like, yes, everyone in Queensland um, is out and about and they do have obviously restrictions, but we are on tighter restrictions than everybody else as well. So Yes, we're allowed to go for walks, but we're not really allowed to see anybody from other teams um, just because if we do interact with somebody else, that then affects us um, and could, you know, eventually wipe out the whole season. So we do have to be careful. And um, I think we've I've probably bumped into, like, just one or two other people just walking mm. around. Otherwise, um, everyone is kind of spread out. I guess we're all on different timetables and things, so we've got you know, training and another team won't have training because we are all training out of Nissan Arena if you are in Brisbane. So I guess there's all the court hire and fire mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, um, yeah, but Taylor and I went up to Nissan the other day for a drive, which was nice, and got to see um, – I wasn't allowed to see my boyfriend because he had corona testing, um, but I was able to see his brother, which was nice, <laughs> which is good up there. So – that was handy um, and it was just nice, I guess, to see people outside of, um, like, nothing against the girls. I love them all, but it kind of <laughs> seemed like a bit more normal in a way and we weren't just here on a camp kind of thing. And I think Simone's been really good at trying to keep it as normal as possible because I guess 14 weeks together is a very long time. So just having everyone, you know, their own space and everything like that. So, yeah. I kind it of looks it looks very posh, but looks very posh behind you. The accommodation you've got. What? So you're in a little apartment there. Do you do your own cooking? How does it all work? Yeah. So when we were in quarantine, we had dinners provided, but once we were out of quarantine, we're all cooking for ourselves. Taylor and I had Mexican last night, which was delicious. So it's been nice. Katie, um, I'm hoping will take Katie's cooking school so she can um, teach me how to cook some amazing foods because she made dumplings and like santoy bao or something last night which looked delicious Um, but i think katie's adopted a few girls um cooking them dinner every night (laughs) which is funny but um yeah so we cook for ourselves everything breakfast lunch dinner um post-game feeds if it's too hard for us to get meals um we do get them provided for us Cool. Hey, let's bring in our um, fan questions now. It's brought to you by Deakin Digital, as in Deakin University's DNA. 40 years of experience in distance and online learning. Discover why they are the number one public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, love, study online at Deakin. As I say, a heap of questions to you this week, Kate. Here's just some of them. We're going to kick things off with Penny. She wants to know, she wants you to look into her crystal ball or your crystal ball if it were how are you feeling about playing against your Swiss teammates from last year oh I've got to say it'll be um I will be a bit nervous for it because I guess a lot of them are um I was there for two years and a lot of those girls are very close friends of mine so I will be a bit nervous but I guess like I'm here playing for the Vixens now so I obviously want to win and I think as soon as we all cross that white line like you're playing netball and you're playing for your club. So I will be nervous before the game, but as soon as I get over that white line, I should be fine. And I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm glad it wasn't round one, so I actually got... No, it should be um, good fun. And, yeah, I'm just, like, loving playing. 
So I'll play against anybody. <laughs> and, by, and by way of extension, I guess this next question sort of piggybacks off the back. It's from Ella. We all know your background, you know, Victorian coming through the Pathways program. She wants to know what's your favourite thing about playing for the Vixens? Um, probably is that, like, with the Pathway, a lot of the girls have had similar but different, I guess, ways to getting to the Vixens. I just love the fact that it's a family and that I actually, away here, just feel like I'm with my mum, like Tegan drives me around everywhere, Katie Cookie. <laughs> like it just feels like a big family. It's so nice to, you know, turn around to someone on the court and feel like a It's so cool um, just to think like I'm very lucky to play with a lot of the girls that have had such an amazing, you know, like careers and everything like that. So I'm just very grateful to be a part of such a cool club um, that I've grown up, you know, like wanting to play for and things like that. So yeah, Tegan's the mum. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. She, I don't know how she'll feel about that, but anyway. <laughs> Let's take it on court now, um, Kate, because Mia has a question for you. Any tips on the court movement to get your feet and body around the player? What do you think about when you're doing that? Oh, I think, Shaz, you'll be good with this, all your little footwork drills. Um, well, for, I guess, anything that you probably put cones, a drink bottle, or anything at home, um, and just make sure that you're moving your feet and your eyes up. I think, you know, like, ever since I was 15 or even younger, you probably do footwork sessions every single training session. It's something that never skips out of a training session, unfortunately. But it is good that, I guess, um, so the more you do it, it's not easier the better you get at it so I guess just finding time and space and putting some drink bottles cones whatever on the ground socks and just making up any pattern because I guess if you do the same pattern all the time netball doesn't really work like that it's not <laughs> so I guess the more patterns you do and you change it up um yeah your skill levels for fast feet will be through the roof in no time Oh, very good. I like that. Um, now, these, these are a couple of questions actually around your time up in Queensland. Um, kind of ties in. Lily wants to know who the funnest team member is. And Sophia wants to know the best Netflix show you watched during quarantine. So your funnest funnest teammate and, and what you've been doing and what you've been watching. Okay. I would say the funnest would be... Um, I'm going to go with Katie because I did room with her during quarantine. So she was always up to no good. She loves ice cream. So she's like, super eats ice cream like all the time. So she's pretty great. And then playing Mario Kart with Katie, we, as my room in the first place, like we were just all over, we just, we were lucky to be able to go into each other's rooms during quarantine. So it was only like, I think you're like four people in a room. So we were just like, We'd never be in our room. We were just like going to visit everybody and playing games. And Tegan brought code names, which is a game that I never played, and we all just love it. So KD's definitely fun, and she's really bad at Mario Kart. So it was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, what's the next question? The what have you been watching? What have you been watching? Um, oh. Or has it just been too much Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah, probably too much Mario Kart. Sasha and I had this conversation this morning saying that we haven't really, I haven't felt like I need to sit down and 
watch Netflix. I feel like I'm always, which is a good thing because I've yeah. had great conversations with everybody, so it's been nice. Um, but we, Katie and I watched you and then... <laughs> As in Sherelle, no, you, like just put on a, you put on a VHS tape and watched it. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Do something like that. Sasha, oh, um, and Sasha was watching um, Simone play on YouTube. She was, like, on her phone watching Simone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something Sasha, Sasha was watching as Pharrell plays in Netball. But, no, the series is called You, and Katie and I watched <laughs> that. But otherwise, The Masked Singer was on last night, so we watched that, Taylor and I. But I don't really been watching Netflix that much, other than, like, Gossip Girl, but that doesn't really count. That's just fun. Okay, so I'm glad you brought up the Mars Singer, which is actually on a rival network. But anyway, um, do you? No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, is it? Do you have any any like I call them horrible shows that you watch that you just you're a little bit embarrassed about telling people? Like for me, it was actually a rival network show, which was Bachelor in Paradise. I bloody loved it. Watched every episode, I reckon. Is there any other? Do you have any? Do you have any other like cringy TV shows you watch? I mean, Gossip Girl. I have seen Gossip Girl so many times, and I still watch it. Like I've never seen it before. So, <laughs> Gossip Girl. Or I did watch Bachelor in Paradise sometimes, but I just couldn't sit there for long enough because I just don't like half of the people in it. Oh, so I was, like, yeah. annoyed them. I was like. What are you doing? Like, I was just very... You're telling me. You're telling me. Let's not get started. That's a whole other pod- podcast, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. I think I'm a sucker for Gossip Girl. Like, I've seen it so many times and I still put it on. Like, if I've got nothing to do, I'll just put a random episode on and I'll just, like, watch it as if I've never seen it before. Like... Okay. Is there any... Just just a last, last one um, on Bachelor in Paradise. Is there any are there any vixens that should go on Bachelor in Paradise? Katie, Katie, and best. <laughs> they're like, I would just go on it and be like, I'd be there for the gossip. Like they would be hilarious. They would like say if she was here for dinner or something, she'd be like, Oh, I've got to go. My show's on. My show's on. And it's like, <laughs> you would love it. And Katie, and Katie would love like going on a Bachelor in Paradise or Love Island or something where there's just, like, lots of gossiping and she'd just be the person going around to every, everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, that, both of them love it. It's so funny. I'm glad I asked the question. So good. Should we straighten up a little bit? We'll straighten up. We'll come home with a few uh, netball questions. Sophia, thanks for sending in your question. She wants to, say, uh, wants to ask, how do you prepare for a game? Um, I think like trainings are amazing for us. I think that if I've trained well and a lot of the things we cover at training puts me in good stead for the game and I feel like I'm pretty prepared like from an on-court perspective, I guess. But then off the court, having a good breakfast, I'm a sucker for like my big smashed avocado with tomatoes and mushrooms and halloumi before on game day. Like I'll always have that and Coffee, love coffee, going for a walk and getting a nice coffee. Um, but I think just I don't think too much, like, about the game until I'm there. Um, I think, you know, we do PA sessions and I think the more you play against teams, you kind of do have an understanding of who you're playing against. Um, but I guess this year there are a few new faces, so you do have to do a little bit more homework 
for all of the things like that. But um, I think just having a good night's sleep and I think off the court for me is probably more important as well because I guess all the training stuff like Simone and Diane when Shaz is there too, like all of our training sessions are great. So I never feel like I'm untrained or I'm not prepared that type of stuff I guess it's more me mm -hmm. drinking water and having the right like amount of food and everything like that before train before games then that just puts me in good stead for the game have you got one more Shaz from the list yes, yes I do have one more um the the other one was uh, Remy has asked how long have you played netball for and where did you start so I played for Blackburn South Netball Club, which was my school team. And I probably started playing like six or seven. I think I was in grade two. Um, so yeah, my little Blackburn South Netball Club, I played with them. We were called the Turtles, so we're pretty fierce. <laughs> um, and then I played with them for maybe, oh God, it was probably like eight years or something. I always played with them. And then I moved up into the shark, so then we were a bit... Stronger, scarier <laughs> than the turtles. So, um, yeah, so I played with them forever. And then even, like, I think when I was playing um, A&L, like, if we had weeks off or if I could fill in in the off-season, I'd still go back and play for a Blackburn South team when I could, like, yeah. So it was good. I loved playing there, all my friends and everything like that. So I've been playing for a little bit now. It's great. It's really good. I love the turtles. They would have been very fast on, on court, I'm sure. Um, hey, Sherelle, big, uh, big few days coming up for the Vixens, of course. Um, by the way, Vixens Live, a great little show this Thursday, a great initiative of the club. Um, Melbourne Vixens Facebook page from 7 o'clock. This week's co-host with the great Peter Laser is Julie Coletto, who you caught up with just last week on the pod. Yes, that'll be great. That's a, that's a fun little show. I jumped on with Pete um, for the first Vixens Live, so he obviously always does a very, very good job. And as you say, it's a big couple of days coming up for, for the Vixens. Wednesday night is a game against the Lightning and they have been playing some pretty solid netball. So uh, I think it'll be a good challenge, but one that I'm sure everyone's looking forward to. They're always entertaining contests, so we won't get Kate to speak about this more so you maybe because um last year that was one of the sort of the games of, of the season really when we beat the lightning at um at melbourne arena yeah it was um and we do tend to have really good contests i think we kind of match up quite well in many ways um obviously you know we've got a bit of a different look to the the lineup this year too with a few different faces although um the lightning haven't as much um it will be interesting to see what happens with Steph Wood. She was ruled out of the game at the beginning of the game against um, when they played on the weekend and then she actually did enter the game at halftime. So I'm not quite sure what was going on there. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, it, no doubt it will be another really good contest. And uh, they're a team that no matter what the situation, they keep fighting for. So um, it'll be important for, for us to, to just keep really pushing out in that game. And Kate, a quick word ahead of that that match on Wednesday night, tomorrow night, if you will. Um, and you're going to get a crowd there as well, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to play Lightning, I guess, because uh, last year um, with the Swiss beating them in the grand final last year, and unfortunately I didn't get to play in that. So I'm excited to play against the Lightning, and I guess um, they are such a competitive team. And as Sherelle said, they haven't changed too many 
um, I guess they don't have had the same 10 people as the same as last year. So I guess I'm just pretty excited to get out there and, um, yeah, play against another competitive team. And the crowd is pretty cool because the first week we didn't have anybody at our game. Um, and then we did on Saturday when we played against Firebirds. And it's just so different. Um, it, we are only allowed 50% capacity, but just still having people in the crowd, it kind of makes it feel a bit more normal, which is cool. Yeah, it dulls the whistle a little bit, doesn't it? Because <laughs> when there's no crowd, that whistle is just so, so loud. And then uh, round four, uh, Sunday, Vixens, Thunderbirds, uh, both matches on Telstra TV or the Netball Live app, which is a real treat for Vixens fans. Make sure you're watching. Um, Kate, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Um, not too sure if it's jacket weather. Surely it's more sort of T-shirt weather up there, isn't it? Now, see, I, I have the aircon in here because... Oh. I feel like when I come inside, I like to be a bit more, like, snuggled up. So, I mean, this aircon set at 21 degrees. So, I guess 21 can be warm or I feel like it's really cold in here. So, I do. <laughs> um, maybe also be because my polo isn't clean, but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you should, maybe you should chat to um, Tegan about that, given that she's your mother. <laughs> according to what you told us earlier in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for, but no, it's been good. No, it is very, very nice up here and I'm super lucky to be here with the girls playing netball. So, yeah, very appreciative of the Queensland Government for allowing this to happen. And thank you for having me. It's been great. Thanks, Kate. It's been a pleasure. Um, Sherelle McMahon, thank you so much to you as well. Um, what's the week got in store for you? Has um, Simone got you doing some homework? Yes, yeah, we're doing a lot of homework. So we'll be catching up with the girls a little bit later today to have a look forward to the Lightning game. And then um, we'll be looking, obviously, watching that on Wednesday night and um, also with a close eye on the Thunderbirds, who, as you mentioned, will be coming up against on the weekend. So... Lots of looking at footage and cutting up vision and trying to give uh, the girls the best preparation that they can have so they know what they're coming up against. Uh, and homeschooling. So, oh, yay. Yes. Yay. Oh, you're good I'm actually, at that. I hear you're very are, good. The kids are in the other room just on their iPads at the moment, so they're living their best life right now. And so when we're finished here, I'll have to go and go, right, come on, you're back into work. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm glad I don't have to do that right now. We'll just leave, leave, leave that to the experts, the, te the, the teachers. Um, Kate, Sherelle, lovely to see you both. Thanks so much for joining us. Vixen's going absolutely beautifully on top of the Suncorp Super net Netball ladder. Undefeated, let's hope it continues. A reminder, Vixen's live on Thursday with Peter Laser and Julie Corto from 7 o'clock. And make sure you catch the Vixen's against the Lightning tomorrow night on Telstra TV. That was here if you need, with thanks to Deakin University. We'll catch you next week. At Deakin, digital is in our DNA. With 40 years of experience in distance and online learning, discover why we're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin. Applications now open.